Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Eric Danner, Rachel Vigil, coming to you from our homes. Eric, holidays are officially over. It is 2021. We're hoping 2021 is better than 2020. But how was your holiday break? Uh, holiday break went by really fast, Rachel. It's as you mentioned, a weird 2020, put it behind us. Hopefully 2021 will be a better year, but uh, very nice to have a little bit of a break. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the in the conference and with basketball starting back up a conference play, we have games this week already in conference play and which is normal, but for some reason, it, it just seems like it kind of snuck up on us this year. It does. I can't believe we have conference play. I know everybody on Twitter is excited. I'm excited for them to start. And hopefully we'll see a little bit of normal normalcy coming about, I guess, if we look at the schedules. But something that is not normal is the Aggies are actually going to be playing at Grand Canyon for their home games this year. Yeah, New Mexico State, uh, your heart goes out to them with, you know, all the things they've had to deal with this year on the men's side. Uh, they are going to play at GCU, not in the main arena at one of the other uh, gyms there on the campus of GCU along with the New Mexico State women so they're going to call GCU their temporary home so talk about a great story Rachel where the big rivals in the conference are, are going to be working together there and and GCU opening their doors up for New Mexico State so that's uh, you know great job by Jamie Boggs the uh, interim director of athletics there at GCU Mario Mocho we've had on the show actually we've had both of them on the show uh, in the past few months but uh it's, you know, a good story in, in the sense of people working together. Uh, but it, yeah, again, tough for New Mexico State because they're basically the road warriors. Yes. And, you know, Maru had expressed like sincere gratitude to Jamie and the entire GCU University or Grand Canyon University um, and allowing them to do that and move forward so that their teams can have the opportunity to still play. Yeah, I can't wait, though, for that GCU New Mexico State game for both men and women just to see how you know, different that's going to be for both of them. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Eric, I want to ask you too, it is week one. So who are you looking forward to seeing most go head to head? You know, uh, since we work for the conference, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. How's that for a pat answer <laughs> there? But uh, uh, we have our ESPN spotlight game, which uh, the WAC Digital Network produces. So I'm kind of knee deep in that uh, series because it's going to be the Friday, Saturday games. Just the one game on Friday will be on ESPN plus, And that's going to be California Baptist at Utah Valley and I've been doing some research on both teams and I think it's going to be a heck of a game. These were two teams at the beginning of the season, Rachel, we didn't know a lot about Utah Valley with 16 new players, California Baptist with five new starters this year, and they're off to a three and two start. Uh, we saw that game against USC where Tyrell had the nine three pointers. Gorjak Gak has turned into a pretty good uh, player to watch where he's averaging a double-double uh, early in the season here. And, and that's going to be a good big man matchup too because Fardaz Amak, Daz Amak, who you had on Whack All Access a few weeks ago, still leading the nation in rebounding. We keep waiting for him to kind of plateau there. He's And his numbers keep going up. He's averaging over 15 rebounds a game. He had 20 rebounds against Weber State this past week. So his numbers went up even further. Evan Cole, uh, in the lineup who didn't start the year from Georgia Tech, the transfer, and then Jamison Overton, he is back. He missed a few games due to injury, and he's leading the team in scoring at better better than 19 points per game. 
They're two and five, but I think that's a little bit of a misleading record. They lost to Utah. They lost to BYU. Uh, they've lost some close games to Wyoming, to Weber. So I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup to start things off on the men's side. I'm looking forward to that as well. One team we will not be seeing, though, on the men's side play this week, and I guess both on the women's too, is Chicago State. The men's teams have opted out of the rest of the season. However, the women will still be going forward, although their game against UTRGB has been canceled this week. Yeah, tough situation for Chicago State, and your heart goes out to the players and coaches there who uh, worked so hard to get uh, ready for this season, but they have decided you know, to err on the side of caution there and and not play the rest of the season. They did get nine games in, so quite a few uh, more than most of our teams got to play, but uh, they were in a situation where they could not field a team against Iowa State. Uh, their coaching staff was down to one coach uh, because of opt-outs and, and those kind of things. So the, the administration there making that tough decision to not play the rest of the year. You mentioned the women's side. They've only played, I believe, three games so far this year, Rachel, but uh, they they are uh, not playing this week because they had a uh, positive test, so they did not uh, make that trip to UTRGV or will not be making that trip to UTRGV uh, this Friday and Saturday. So, uh, again, I'm sure that the team, the players, they want to play as much as anybody, but uh, 2021 kind of starting off like 2020 ended. So, again, we're hoping things turn around, but uh, uh, definitely uh, – a layover from what happened uh, last year. Like you mentioned, 2021 starting off like 2020. And it's interesting there because New Mexico State men's, we're going to go back to the Aggies real quick. They had a game canceled against UC Riverside and Santa Clara um, after their 21-game win streak came to an end at CSUN. Unfortunately, we've been talking about that record forever. It felt like so many people have been talking about it, and it did unfortunately come to an end. But then those two games were canceled, and the Aggies didn't even have any positive tests on their team at that time. Yeah, and I believe the uh, the game against Riverside, uh, the UCR decided uh, to cancel that one because CSUN, an opponent of the Aggies, wound up having a positive test after the game that they played there. And, uh, you know, they have so many new faces the Aggies do this year and, and Jabari Rice being injured. So I know Chris Jans really wanted to get some games under his belt before they started whack play and they've really done everything they could moving to Phoenix and trying to get these games in. And it just seems that every time they take two uh, a step forward, they have to take two steps back because of some sort of uh, testing or injuries or those kind of things, but they get a start at Dixie state uh, this uh, upcoming weekend. So that'll be interesting to see as, as many of the matchups will be uh, as we start whack play. Yes, definitely. And on a positive note, though, Eric, we did have a men's basketball ticket smarter player of the week, and that goes to sophomore guard out of Seattle U, Darian Trammell. Eric, phenomenal week for him. Yeah, they beat Portland for the second time in Division One school, and uh, Trammell has been tremendous uh, so far early in the <laughs> year. We talked uh, with various folks from Seattle U on the podcast here about uh, what they're going to look like this year, because they had a lot of new faces coming in. And we talked about the city college of San Francisco and how Jim Hayford has always recruited players for the past 10 years from that same school. Well, that's where Trammell comes from. And he is a, a dynamite player. I had a chance to watch that game. One of the few games we did have over the break is a lot of the games were canceled because of, you know, COVID concerns and those kind of things, but they did play that one game up in uh, Seattle and 25 points, 13 assists, and they're they're throwing alley-oops. And Trammell is so quick off the dribble and gets to the hoop. 
very fun player to watch, and he will be fun to watch as we start WAC play. Yeah, his first double-double of the season there. And on the women's side, we had the Ticket Smarter Player of the Week, which <laughs> she is someone we've been seeing a lot of, actually. And that is Katie Scott, the freshman for the Lopes, third WAC Ticket Smarter Player of the Week award in a row for her. Yeah, you had Katie Scott on the uh, WAC All Access a few weeks ago and, and uh, on media day or, or before the season started. And as a freshman, boy, what a player she has become. And it's just so tough down low, can hit the three, can pass, can play defense. Uh, the thing is, she's putting up all these numbers, Rachel. Her highest minutes in a game so far this year is only 24 out of the 40. So she's really only playing about half the game, putting up these huge numbers. So as the season goes along, it'll be interesting to see if her numbers go up and and how, when they start to whack play, how she transitions into that. Obviously, they played Park uh, this past week, put up 28 points in uh, 24 minutes. But um, if teams around the WAC are going to figure out how to stop her. But the other thing with GCU is she's not a one-woman one <laughs> show, I should say. They have shooters on the outside. They have some really good players. They get up and down. They're a really fun team to watch. And that's why they were able to put up 106 points against Park. Another record. On, yeah. That's the third time that they've gone over the record this season alone under new head coach Molly Miller. It's been fun to watch that Lopes team for sure. Uh, on another sad note, unfortunately, former GCU coach, basketball Hall of Famer Paul Westfall did pass away. Eric, what memories do you have of him, if any? Well, Paul Westfall is a basketball Hall of Famer, and he played at USC to start off with early 70s, was drafted by the Boston Celtics in the first round, but made his name as a member of the Phoenix Suns, was a several-time All-Star, and got into coaching uh, in the Phoenix area. They made his home in Phoenix, and one of his first coaching jobs was at GCU back when they were in the NAIA, 1988, leads the team to the national championship and then winds up getting into the nba from there obviously he had the the playing background and knew the phoenix suns and all that then was an assistant coach and then became the suns head coach for several years when dan marley was a, a player there and was later the seattle sonics coach and the sacramento kings head coach so a yeah, big loss i know a lot of people at gcu uh really uh liked paul westfall and i know he'd been battling uh uh, some sickness for some time now. So hopefully he is he is now resting in peace, but definitely a person who didn't go to GCU, but coached there and had a big impact on the GCU program. Absolutely. Now, Eric, I'm really excited for this week because conference play is starting up, which means the road to WAC Vegas starts up. And that's <laughs> something that we created, I believe my first year, my first basketball season, which had kind of turned into my baby. And I'm really excited for it to start back up and look ahead to all the conference plays. I love doing the interviews and everything like that, that comes with the road to WAC Vegas. And I can't believe it's that time of year again. Yeah. And then we'll be previewing all the, the matchups uh, heading into the week. And, and it's a little different this year, like we mentioned, Rachel, because they have those back-to-back -back games, so that's going to be kind of fun to watch to see how teams adjust on Saturday after having played on Friday. Are we going to see more upsets? Are we going to see more sweeps? That will be interesting to see. And uh, with our WAC spotlight on ESPN on Friday between CBU and Utah Valley, I know you're going to be uh, talking to Mark Madsen, the Mad Dog head coach at Utah Valley, in the first episode of the year. 
Yes, I cannot wait. I always love sitting down and chatting with him. He just keeps it very real when he sits down and talks to you. You know, sometimes coaches will give you that very coach talk, you know, where it's just very straightforward answers. And I feel like Coach Madsen always just is very real and opens up about anything that he's feeling. So definitely excited to have him on the first episode of the year. And uh, we got Whack Top Play too over the past week and over the break. And Oscar Frereman, he had an unbelievable block. Yeah, that was against the University of Colorado when they were playing in Las Vegas. And I happened to be watching the game at the time that block happened. And uh, Javon Blackshear had his three-pointer block. So he goes on the break and Oscar Fryer. I mean, he looks like he jumps on a trampoline. He jumps so <laughs> high in the air. I mean, he really had his head up at, at the rim level. He's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and had a tremendous block shot. I thought it would be for sure a Sports Center top 10, but uh, I don't believe it made it on the list. And then the other play fans can vote for, for whack top play. It's Ani Oleta again. She is our last winner of the whack top play hitting that half court shot against Pepperdine. Uh, they played UCSD uh, before the break or during the break. Unfortunately, that game actually, Rachel had to be postponed during the game. So that did not count as an official game uh, in that one. I believe uh, CBU was ahead at, at the time they decided to postpone that game because I, uh, there was a positive test that came back during the course of the game. Uh, Ani Oleta had a uh, tremendous play where the defender was trying to guard her and uh, does the ankle breaker on her way to the hoop. So she can not only hit half court shots, but she can also break some ankles. And the Lancers can stay undefeated right now, sitting at 8-0 and on the season. And then, Eric, one other thing, we've been talking a lot about basketball, but WAC Volleyball is actually starting up here in just a few short weeks. Can you believe it? January 25th, we're starting conference play in volleyball, Rachel. And this year, because it's, it's overlapping so much with basketball, they're going to play Mondays and Tuesdays. So that's, that's a, I think, a good thing for staffing, for all that good sort of stuff. And we're going to have our preseason preview, I believe, next week for volleyball. It's January. It doesn't feel <laughs> – so that's why I'm saying 2021, everybody was looking forward to it, but it's, it feels awful 2020 right now. <laughs> it does, and it's going to be even crazier once we get a few other sports in the mix. But, Eric, happy to be back. It's 2021. Excited. We've got some conference play starting up for both uh, basketball and volleyball here in a few short weeks. And I, I had one other topic, Rach, that I, uh, okay, I, I saw it. came out today that uh, the NCAA is going to have the entire men's basketball tournament in Indianapolis, yes. which I think is good news because, you know, normally they travel around so much and they, they can kind of do that bubble thing like mm -hmm. uh, like you got to experience in Orlando. Yes, I know. I did see that go on Twitter. It'll be very interesting. But yeah, I definitely think it'll create that bubble like atmosphere. But that's probably a lot more people than I would say than the bubble I had <laughs> yeah, um, in the MLS. Now, the good news is because, I mean, there had been all sorts of talk you know, over the last 10 months about how the NCAA tournament might look. And there was some talk about possibly scaling back the number of teams, that type of thing. So the good news with this is that it will be a 68-team bracket as they normally have. So the WAC will still have a representation in the tournament. Knock on wood. Hey, who, who knows? Maybe it could be crazy and we get two teams in. Oh, fingers crossed anything <laughs> could happen in 2021 you that's what i'm gonna say so we're looking forward to it but eric i'm glad we were able to hop on and let's get the road to Wax vegas started also this week make sure to follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and check out our website at waxsports.com